0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Can you imagine yet again, Naruto did something that most series never get to do, never even dream of doing, let alone accomplish? Make sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell right now because, yeah, you're going to want to be informed on the updates following this story because, <laughs> Naruto just did something crazy. It's slam dunking on them, you know what I'm saying, on the haters and we're going to talk it all on this episode of... For Number Two. Oh, It's kind of crazy for a series that technically ended like eight years ago now. Naruto continues to be innovative and continues to push forward the culture of anime and manga. Again, despite its anime being over for some time. I know, I know, I know. We still have Boruto and it's pretty much including most of the cast of Naruto to begin with. But I just got to throw in there that how many people watch Boruto or Re-Boruto in comparison to the old Naruto days. Yeah, a lot of those people, they, they done scrammed, but they never forgot and that's really the important part of it all because yeah naruto continues to be so innovative and continues to be so popular that it is doing crossovers and collaborations that again most series dream of in terms of yeah imagine being able to get a deal with michael jordan for some jordans dog like yo i'm not gonna lie i was like um where, where do i sign up as soon as i heard this like what because for starters, I saw on the Jordan Twitter account, Jumpman23, the Shinobi way. Stay tuned. And it put at Naruto Anime underscore EN and Zion Williamson. And it had a picture of Naruto with a Rasengan looking like he's about to dunk a ball. Like he's throwing it, passing it under his leg. X, a Jordan symbol. And then I believe Zion Williamson also retweeted that. And on top of that, we have a whole press release here that... Confirms that we're getting them, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I might have been trolled on this one, but I believe we have some leaks of what they look like. I might be totally off on that, but yeah. Because it says here Naruto and Jordan brand collaboration officially announced. A brand new special collaboration between the Naruto franchise and the Jordan brand was unveiled tonight, with New Orleans Pelicans Power Forward Zion Williamson also announcing its partnership in the collaboration. Williamson and the Jordan brand both announced more details will be coming soon. Zion Williamson tweeted out as well. to share this story with the world the Jumpman 23 Zion 1 X Naruto collection is inspired by our parallel paths of overcoming adversity stay tuned hashtag believe it yo when we're gonna get the Black Clover Jordans I'm just saying because Asta and Black Clover and Yuki Tabata all of them have overcome a lot of adversity and a lot of slander and a lot of hatred just like Naruto obviously Naruto has went to heights that most dream of and never succeed but I just want to throw that in there and if these leaks are legit that I I'm not 100% sure because I saw them floating around. Again, they could be totally false, so take this with a grain of salt. Don't say, for Nev, You told No, this is, again, with a grain of salt. And these three are supposedly going to be the Jordans for the Naruto, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna get all three of them. They don't look the greatest. I think the black and red one looks pretty cool. In fact, honestly, I like them all. They're just not like any of them don't really jump out. Oh my god, crazy to me, but I still think they look dope, and ultimately, if this is legit, I am definitely Getting all of them size 12, baby. 12 size. Let's go. And if I could get multiple of them, I'm gonna get that too. I ain't gonna lie. This is an investment, right? Okay, let me stop. I know you like scalpers. Scal-. I'm just gonna get like maybe one of each or something like that. All right, or at the very least, maybe just like one or two for myself and like my niece and nephew because they really love Naruto. And if they have some little ones for my daughter, that'd be dope too. But yeah, people, Naruto X Jordan collaboration incoming. The collab we never thought we would see. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm not really like surprised per se because like yo dog it's naruto but it's awesome to see and definitely something that like i said subscribe and hit that bell so if you want to be notified as soon as they drop i'm gonna let you guys know uh yeah just like i'm gonna let you know what the top 50 best-selling manga of the week are starting with 50 through 41 and we start off at 50 with detective conan police academy arc wild police story volume one uh and whoa what the hell is this like old or something this came out in 2020 oh it probably because okay it did 13,997 this week but this is something that came out a couple of years ago and it did so far in total 414 what happened here is i believe they finally did the anime adaptation of that stuff and it had such a splash that it was enough to bump it into the top 50 best-selling manga because i was like wait a minute 2020 what, what's going on here but shout outs to that i kind of want to check that out i'm not gonna lie we still got a jujutsu kaisen volume 18 still hanging in there almost 2 million will it hit 2 million before it leaves it did 14,000. okay yeah i'm, I'm all over the place right now but detective conan at 46 as well with another one of those spinoffs with 14,000. so yeah it looks like it's making a few numbers based off that spinoff making moves we got that tomodachi game i believe that anime either it's out or it's about to come out or something like that i'm looking forward to that one i've heard some good things uh, of course, Record of Ragnarok, volume 14, another 14,000. Uh, oh, and we skipped over 43, Moriarty the Patriot, which it's been doing some decent numbers lately. It's been catching my eye, so to speak. Then 40 through 31, we got Tokyo Revengers at number 40, volume 26, 15,000, bringing its total at 944,000 again. That'll probably, depending if it slows down uh, within the next few weeks, that'll hit a mill before it leaves the charts as well. Uh, Detective Conan, wow, it looks like that spin-off anime did numbers for it because even this Digestive book that came out, Oh, this is a new one. No, 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 Okay, this is a new thing. Detective Conan, 100 plus digestive book, 16,850. Dope stuff there. My dress up darling on there. What's that? Honzuki no Gekko Kujo, part two, volume seven, 20,000. Looks like a little witch or something. Uh, Okay. Then going to places 30 through 21 at 30. Again, more Detective Conan, Police Academy selection, 21,000. Five days on sale. Like, yeah, this is a big boom. I haven't seen a boom this big for Detective Conan in I don't even know how long, if ever. Which is also proof that sometimes you got to experiment. Like trying these spin-offs is obviously paying off. Because they're doing some numbers for the volumes. of uh, Spyx Family Volume 3, 21,000. You're going to see Spy Family everywhere. It's making waves. It's blowing up already. With only like three episodes out at this point. Black Clover Volume 32. Uh, 14 days. A full two weeks. It has done 127,403 copies total. in a full two weeks with 21,839 this week. That's respectable. I'm not going to lie. Like that cover though. I, I don't care what nobody says. That cover was absolute fire then again at 26 and 25 more spy family volume 1 and 2 22,000 a piece uh then all the way up at 22 dragon ball super volume 18 in a full 14 days for dragon ball super 170 with 27,600 this week shout outs to dragon ball super another one with a freaking fantastic cover they must have got together all of the people down at jump and Shueisha in general and were like yo dog we got to make sure these manga have some decent covers okay we got to get some banging covers because black clover and dragon ball super both look wow food uh, then we got 20 through 11, which I love to see it because it's something that's fresh and I'm still, you know, hype over it. Even though if I'm being honest with you and someday I'll make the video. I was going to make the video, but it kind of feels like it's late now to do with that. I was not the biggest fan of the ending of Osama Ranking, a.k.a. Ranking of Kings. But that's a different video for a different time. Osama uh, Ranking Volume 13, six days, 30-something thousand, basically 32,000 this week. And had like pre-sales of a couple. So altogether 34,000 in six days. Mm, dope stuff and the anime though, oh, my god, and then going all the way up, I'm like, holy cow, 15 to 11 is all Spy Family, and it's interesting that it's blowing up because, again, this isn't like you know, some big Jujutsu Kaisen Naruto esque type of story. Like, I don't want to say because there is some weird and wacky stuff and action or whatever, I don't want to downplay it, but it's very interesting to see that we're in a different era for anime and manga things that blow up. It's like, who knows what could blow up at this point. Then, jumping into the top 10, uh, we got at number nine, Spy Family again, volume eight, uh, then just up what the hell is this Tokyo Revengers character book 2 52,000 copies on a character book of Tokyo Revengers you know they love it the Kodansha's just like oh my god all this money uh then number 5 one piece volume 102 14 days 1. 1.4 mil 169,000 this week uh definitely showing and I hey we're talking about the sales of things what do you want me to do when one piece is not in here then I won't talk about one piece but right now it's in here and it's interesting to see that in 14 days it is being outsold by both spy families latest volume and jujutsu kaisen's latest volume one piece just like competition caught up the times caught up with one piece and other series started selling like what one piece once sold and this is outstanding shout outs to one piece regardless that it's still competing with the new dogs all these years later five family volume nine uh 14 days seven hundred eighty-three thousand total uh jujutsu kaisen 14 days total 1.3 with 208 damn that's crazy I ain't gonna lie, i'm not even the biggest fan of that cover because it's like he was a cool character but i don't know if i'd slap him on a cover but shout outs to him and then top two detective Conan. Kony- volume 101 in five days 253,000 so it's yeah definitely a very monumental moment for Detective Conan as well over 100 volumes which most series don't get to reach that and then number one is one that I ain't gonna lie the sales are a little lower than most of the previous releases and I gotta say it's probably because of that cover I'm still not a fan of that cover the latest Tokyo Revengers volume 27 430,000 oh in three days okay yeah so those numbers actually aren't that bad but I'm not a big fan of the cover still regardless it's like it's a uh, I... It's okay, but... Eh. but overall still very respectable top 50 best-selling manga list a lot of volumes did very well in here and yeah shout outs to all of these authors however while we're still in the realm of sales i want to talk about something that's posted on the unofficial weekly shonen jump account it says here this is oricons sales mainly for like jump stuff so it's going to include some volumes that were so low they didn't get to be included in the sales list and again we got at the top one piece right of course it's first week it did a million second week it did 169,000. that's a massive drop this does like a what is that a 80 something percent drop holy cow from week one to week two it's like every One Piece fan buys the first week and then after that it's just stragglers like wow uh, then Jujutsu Kaisen that's uh, about similar dip I want to say honestly like probably a little bit less but yes similar dip Black Clover okay sales it's it's Black Clover what you want me to say Elusive Samurai interesting that it did 50,000 first week and then did so low it didn't rank second week Which Watch I feel like it's doing okay enough to survive I've heard good things about PPP and it's getting like decent reception so I can see it surviving hands down Doron, Dororon, and Shugomaru, they out of here. Whether Ayo will follow, I don't know. But I know those two are going to be out of here. This is bad. Not even ranked. Like, y'all solo, y'all didn't even rank. What, what are the sales for this? Let's see. elusive Samurai did 11,000 second week after that 50,000. So, 61,000. elusive Samurai, safe. Watch sold 64 this week, 35,000. That's still decent enough. It's not completely safe from, like, you know, getting axed, per se. But it's safe enough to stay around for a little bit longer. So, safe. Uh, PPPP sold 2,700 hundred sixteen thousand what would that be in two weeks so that's not the greatest in the world i'll be honest with you i'm not gonna say safe i'll say that it could go either way and then doron Dororon and protect me shugamaru they so low they didn't even rank that part either so we didn't even get the sales they sold less than basically two thousand seven hundred copies whatever they sold they sold less than that's bad that's really bad doron Dororon is trying to be a big shonen hit that's not gonna happen likewise with i don't even know what protect me shugamaru is but it, it's so irrelevant to me that i haven't even checked it out i'm gonna just keep it a buck with you and yeah so expect a bunch of cancellations coming soon to jump. It it just hopefully isn't Ayashimon. like take Doron Dororon at this point because I could tell they're probably gonna remove that bad boy out of here but they're definitely not removing this one at the very least right now uh because One Punch Man in sales related news as well volume 25 the series has 26 million copies in circulation for the first 25 volumes volume 1 through 25 and that's dope with One Punch Man I'm gonna be honest with you from the way things are moving I wouldn't be surprised if the serialized version ends after the current arc first of all the current arc has been spanning for decades what feels like with One Punch Man it's been a little time with garo and all that stuff like i wonder if they're gonna end it after that or if they're gonna keep it going i mean it's crazy that the manga hype it's kind of like especially over here in the west it's kind of like kingdom almost where it's strictly the fact that people love the manga of why it's popping because nobody's talking about the anime no more like after season two was just nothing like season one's quality in terms of like being up there uh people just abandoned the anime but the manga is so crazy i constantly hear about one punch man i can't escape it and Yeah, it did. 26 million so far. I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to end it around 30 million copies sold. I don't know exactly what's happening right now. I have somewhat of an idea based on some of my friends telling me things, but... Yeah. And since we're talking about things getting canceled, y'all yeah, know Shonen Jump is going to have to add new stuff. Well, we got a little bit of information about some upcoming serialization. It says here, based off the unofficial weekly Shonen Jump account, back to the usual, here's a little thread about upcoming serialization. Suigoi Smartphone by Hiroki Tomisawa and Kantaro Hidano. Hiroki Tomisawa comes to jump with a pretty interesting track of serializations. Senkana Kanojo in Kodansha's Young Magazine, again, jumping from like a different publication, the short term series Wagyu O San along with Koike Katsuomi and the manga adaptation of Wowow's Wow's sports documentary series Who I am. Series aside, their first work would be the winner of the 69th Chiba Tetsuya Award, Direct Connection. Tomisawa would also team up with Masanori Morita, rookies Roku Den Nashi Blues, to publish Zetsubo no Petenshi Tachi, back in Miracle Jump in 2016. So this guy's been trying to do this for a while. Time for the artist, Kentaro Hidano is a known name in Jump since 2006 with Antibacterial Strange and Planet Automata, both in Akamaro Jump, Chrono Mansion in 2010's Jump issue 3637, and Kuhiko-san and Shonen Jump Plus' app both with Hayato Yahagi all this work would lead to the serialization of Ziga and Weekly Shonen Jump a two volume series with Rokuo Sano as the writer during 2018 after the cancellation of the series Hidano would continue publishing one shots Sugoi Smartphone by Hiroki Tomisawa and Kentaro Hidano will be starting its serialization in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 23 the story narrates a modern suspense of a high school student who picks up a phone that can search anything and I'll be honest with you that premise it could go either way can search anything. What does that mean? It almost sounds like this is going into like stuff of the dark web or something crazy like that. Like, is is that where we're going with it right now with manga? Like, if that's the case, I guess that could be actually really dark and messed up. Depending if they go like a more Chainsaw Man dark route or Jujutsu Kaisen or something like that, or it could be wacky and zany and something I don't freaking know, like Joe or something. Imagine a Joe type of manga and jump. That's probably what Shugamaro is actually. Now that I think of it. And this one caught me off guard, but it makes. Sense because this series just always seems to gain enough popularity to keep on getting spin-off sequels, and all sorts of stuff because apparently Shaman King is getting an original anime or some craziness. I was like, what the heck is going on here? Like, it must have done very freaking well for Netflix or something because holy cow, even though I've heard kind of not so great things later on down the road into it. Early on, I heard, like, praise, but yeah, like, <laughs> let's read. Shaman King reboot anime gets sequel about Yo and Anna's son. Just over a full year and 52 episodes. Episodes later Shaman King has come to an end but we don't have to say goodbye just yet a sequel anime was immediately announced upon its conclusion which looks to adapt the Shaman King Flowers sequel manga oh I forgot about Shaman King flowers okay I thought this was going to be an anime original but it's doing the sequel oh, okay it's doing flowers again though it must have been really popular for them to say yeah let's do flowers that centers on yo and Anna. son Hana two thank you visuals featuring the current and grown-up cast were released along with a short trailer for the new anime additional Details about the new anime, such as format and release date, are yet to be revealed. I'm willing to bet this is going to be a movie. I'm, I'm mm, maybe, well, I, how long is Shaman King Flowers? That is what will determine it. But if it's like a short thing, then I could be seeing them doing it as a movie. I don't know. And based on the manga, of course, by Hiroyuki Take, Shaman King is directed by Takeshi Furuta, who did Visual Prison at Studio Bridge, with series composition by Shoji Yonemura, who did Parasite the Maxim, and This is like wow, like again, because what I was hearing recently and maybe I was just hearing the wrong information or maybe this was a part of the deal all along I was hearing that the Shaman King reboot wasn't all that great after a while that it started to dip in certain areas but apparently people were loving it enough that they decided to do Shaman King Flowers and I remember it was like maybe over a decade ago now I want to say that Shaman King Flowers started and it was announced I remember hearing about I was like oh that's interesting but yeah Shaman King uh, if you were sad about the anime coming to an end they're continuing going and it looks like this is one of Netflix's strategies at this point because it is looking really bad over there like some doom and gloom stuff and it seems like they're trying to salvage what they can and probably like releasing jojos and doing this with this one is methods who knows maybe the writing was on the wall maybe there was some signs that like holy cow we're slipping our sales is going down our you know memberships is going down subscribers all of that jazz let's do something else let's switch it up let's try something different that's probably what happened and why we got to this point where it was like oh snap we gotta we've got to figure something out lads however moving on to some my hero academia related news for starters unfortunate manga news and it's been very often and very frequent now I just feel like we just talked about this the other day and here we go again more news that my hero academia is once again going on break with the manga my hero academia will be on break next week and weekly shown in jump issue number 23 and the series will resume in issue number 24 as scheduled it's very bizarre how many breaks my hero continues to take it's like yeah considering we had that announcement on always going to be looking at now at the time it's not that i want my hero to end or i'm like even necessarily dreading it but because of that announcement and the constant frequent breaks it's like dog are we gonna just like blaze through this final arc that is supposed to be like the you know creme de la creme the enchilada to wrap it all up and instead it's like yeah, well, I don't. I don't want to blaze through it either. I really like my hero. And I don't know, it's just weird that now the breaks have started to get a little worrisome just because it's like, dog, if he wants to end it soon and he's getting break after break after break, it's like, well, first of all, why is he wanting to end it soon? You know, a lot of questions people don't think about like, well, what would make him want to end it soon? It could be that sales have dropped. It could be that the anime maybe isn't performing like it used to. It could be wide variety of variables. It could be you add the fact that he wants to end it suddenly. It feels like it's rushing and now he's taking frequent breaks hopefully Horikoshi is okay health wise because that's what I immediately think of like well he's taking multiple breaks he wants to rush the series to end what feels like it anyway all of a sudden what's going on here or it could just be that Horikoshi just don't want to do this no more like he's been doing this since 2014 he's ready to move on to something different now and then episode one from season six of the My Hero Academia anime will be pre-screened at the Hero Fest event on July 24th in case you don't remember I just talked about that there's a big My Hero Fest that's about to go down and it looks like we can expect that My Hero's season six is gonna kick off there i'm going to keep my fingers crossed i'm gonna just keep it right now all the way a billion right now fingers crossed please bones don't ruin this because if they ruin this at this point there's no going back because they already kind of did my villain academia dirty this is the best arc that they're supposed to do right now this is hands down supposed to be the best arc it's supposed to look the best and everything and yeah if bones is working on another movie then just forget about it consider it already a train wreck and dead on arrival because yeah i don't know bones is just they're going wacky with all of this movie stuff, so I'm gonna be fingers crossed that they're not gonna botch this and it's going to look good because this supposed to have animation here and there, not consistently. I get it, it's expensive, but like like One Piece 1015. There should be episodes that are on that caliber or somewhat close to because this is the biggest one. This is how you make a Marine Ford effect for My Hero and blow it up into My Hero Chaput and even bigger and stuff like that. I'm just saying, but we gotta wait to see either way. My Hero Academia, for starters, again, My Hero's manga going on break in the next issue and. Also, episode one of season six will be pre screened, which it's gonna be freaking fire this year with My Hero Academy is anime. Hopefully, man, I'm gonna be very optimistic because right now, the manga, a few chapters here and there have been I, right, but I just feel like we should be on a thousand and we're not. And that's a whole different discussion for another time. And I don't wanna be pessimistic about My Hero right now, like it's almost over anyway. Meanwhile, it's always an interesting thing when an author for a manga speaks on its live action counterpart because y'all know that it could go either way nine times out of ten, though. It's gonna go the very bad way of a live action adaptation of an anime or manga being bad for example full metal alchemist was very much so like tossed at with like tomatoes and some like tomatoes were tossed it and people just said it was terrible uh for a live action adaptation and they decided for whatever reason for the big celebration to make another one this time it's a spin-off it's with scar all sorts of stuff and i was like okay i don't really know but apparently Hiromu arakawa the original author of full metal alchemist was also currently working on another manga that that first chapter i'm gonna tell you yo, yo no su guy go read it go read it i'm telling you right now it is fire the first chapter at the very least blew my mind and i'm still like wow this is gonna go places mark my words but either way hiromo arakawa commented on the upcoming full metal alchemist live action film and i take these author comments with a grain of salt when it comes to this stuff in particular because like i remember even toriyama in the beginning initially was trying to be very passive about dragon ball evolution i remember he was like oh it's a different Story from my Dragon Ball. And later on, we find out that everybody was like, This is crap. What is this? So I take things with a grain of salt. Again, I don't know because I haven't actually looked quite into this yet of what Hiromo Awakawa had to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was trying to, like at the very least, subside people that are like, Oh, it sucks because they hated the first one. But it says here, a Full metal Alchemist manga author says, New live action films are quote unquote packed with highlights. <laughs> what, a, what a compliment. Yo, it's packed with highlights. Like, there could be highlights of bad moments. That doesn't mean that it's great. Great. Okay. I see where we're going with this. The official website for Fullmetal Alchemist Complete Edition, the two-part sequel live action film. Oh, I forgot it's two parts. Yeah. Of Hiromu Arakawa's internationally popular fantasy action manga, Fullmetal Alchemist, has posted a main poster visual and a 75-second new trailer introducing its main cast members. And I a lot of the promotional poster looks cool, I guess. Uh, the site also posted a message from the original manga author, Hiromu Arakawa, as below, the original manga is condensed, so the events are all over the place. Oh, that's great to know. I hope all the fans of The original manga will come and see the films because it is really packed with highlights. I can't wait to see Final Transmutation. I have nothing but high hopes. I bet you you have high hopes that it doesn't completely get bombed to hell, huh? Like wow, I was excited from the very first scene where Ed and Zing team were fighting. Land fan was especially cool. Yamada Kun, who played Ed, became a very attractive protagonist with a richer range of emotions in his acting. Also, Subasa Chan's crying performance made me also cry. But the part that made me cry the most was the scene of Fuji San. I thought, oh, that's what it looks like in live action. I drew this story myself, but combined with amazing advances in computer graphics, I was able to enjoy the film with a fresh feeling from beginning to end. The sequels to the 2017 first film have been produced as the manga's 20th anniversary project and will tell until the manga's final chapter. The first part, Full Metal Alchemist Avengers Scar, is set to be released in Japan May 20th, 2022, and the second part being Final Transmutation and that'll follow on June 24th. And I ain't gonna lie, I just keep it a buck with you. I feel like Hiromu Arakabu is being very polite about the fact that probably these movies suck she's probably looking forward to transmutation coming out so she can stop worrying about they did this to my story man. like i'm gonna just give it a bug with you that's probably what's going on right there because like saying it's packed with highlights and saying it condenses my manga and everything is all over the place like what type of compliment is that again that's probably being as nice as you possibly can without coming across as dishonest and saying like yo this is the greatest film of all time. Like, you're gonna love it. You're gonna be like, oh my god, I, I love this. Like, they ain't saying all of that. Hiromu Arakawa knows what's up. And, and get your bag, Hiro. You you did the story already. You completed this a majillion years ago. You got this new manga working on that is really freaking awesome. And... Yeah, Full Metal's live action. I'm, I'm not looking forward to them. because I didn't even see the first one. I'm, should, I, should I? If enough of you want me to go painfully watch it. Maybe you're curious and you never watched it. And you're like, oh, I heard it's bad. Like, if enough of you say, yo, Fenev, please watch FMA's live action. I'll do it. I don't want to, but I'll do it for you guys. Because I love you guys. And I love you so much that, once again, I'm going to provide the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Courtesy of Jules underscore cat. And off rip, we're going to start off with Negi Hadoubuzz ranger reject to ensure the manga got to readers i drew with tissues plugging up my nose i'm guessing that Haruwa is sick but all right that's how we're starting things then we got <laughs> Muneyuki yuki kanashiro the author of blue lock i'm hooked on honey baths the sweetness is delicious i've never heard of that that sounds like it- honey bath okay uh, then we got nagama suzuki Nights of the apocalypse it feels better to sleep in my futon for 20 minutes than three hours at my desk a life of a mangaka what i always tell you guys whenever you know, I'm, i don't know man i i, I feel I feel a little bit guilty now, and almost like, oh my god, I felt like Nakamura Suzuki was talking to me in the last one about his, you know, uh, thing with alcohol, but then I look at this, and I'm like, that, and then on top of that, you're sleeping all over the place, man, Nakamura Suzuki, I think you need a break, dog, I think you just completed the Seven Deadly Sins not that long ago, and you jumped into Four Nights of the Apocalypse far too quick, I think you needed a longer break, or I think you need to do something else, maybe do monthly manga, I don't know what, but, I don't know, it just seems like, dude always just sounds, like, off, and it reminds me of Yoshihiro Togashi, that, gosh don't shy away from it dog my back kills me i am in pain oh my god ow 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 uh yoshitoki oima author of to your eternity my senior from school ranked in the manga taisho i'm super happy for them that's dope to see camaraderie there oh we got kei urana author of gachi akuta read my eyes they itch oh okay well get that manga done that's all weekly shonen magazine cares about right like (laughs) nah like that is a pain i ain't gonna lie like sometimes i wake up with like i either scratch my eye on my sleep or my eye be irritated and oh my god that's so painful uh get better okay? Uran,a. hope you feel better uh, then we got uh Mashima, author of eden zero fairy tale 100 years quest all of that good stuff a master the editor who had taken good care of me before and i went out for food the other day could this be connected to some new work i wonder oh my god a new work what do you mean a new work you're doing eden zero fairy tale 100 question million what more could you be doing jesus christ this man is a madman when it comes to his work ethic Dude, what? What not you work? What do you mean? Honestly, I feel like he should cut down a bit and focus in more on maybe less. I get it that probably these bags are ridiculous. Eden Zero money, Fairy Tale money, Fairy Tale Legends Quest money, Rave money, Anime money, uh, just so many different things. I get it, but you know it's wild. Uh, then Ken Wakui, <laughs> author of Tokyo Revenger. I went to the doctor. The way I lost last year came back with a vengeance. Well, you know everything going on with the pandemics. You know you're stuck in the house. You're not stuck in the house. Like it's to be expected. So it'll be alright. Right, we'll get it together lads Dragon Ball fans for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, there is actually some pretty interesting news because something that fans of Dragon Ball has asked Toei for a long time is yo dog, Dragon Ball Super has how many years now advanced in it like yo why is and Trunk still little kids even before the tournament of power when we see they go off to like protect 17's ranch or whatever the heck that was that they did like they were still tiny little kids they looked exactly the same they looked as when when the blue shit went down like what the hell is going on what happened there and it was like yo Toei is never gonna answer this well apparently they answered it and they they went a step further with what we're about to talk about here in a second but it's crazy that Toei is trying to pull out all the stops of uh, I guess you would say fan service of giving fans what they want because they are really like between again okay look they're marketing this movie with Gohan and Piccolo fans been screaming about Gohan and Piccolo for the longest they're marketing this movie with Goten and Trunks as older being they know fans been wanting to see like yo dog can we get like 14 year old Goten and Trunks ready the way they looked even or even close to it at the end of Z, like what the hell is going on? And then now we got this leak that came out that I am like, holy cow! Let's talk about it because Dragon Ball Super Superhero reveals new look at Teen Gotenks. Dragon Ball Super Superhero has featured the likes of Piccolo, Gohan, and Pan fighting against the newest incarnation of the Red Ribbon Army. Though there is another Z fighter who is waiting in the wings, with promotional materials showing that Goten and Trunks are said to be a part of the movie as teenagers. It seems that the fused character Gotenks will be making a comeback alongside the criminal organization from the Shonen's past now new art gives us a fresh look at the hilarious fusion fighter as the fans of the Dragon Ball series know the result of an unsuccessful fusion dance will create a skinny or overweight version of the desired character with Goten and Trunks creating some wild variations when they were originally attempting to perfect the dance during the Buu saga obviously it's been quite some time since we last saw the sons of Goku and Vegeta attempt to dance with the last time Gotenks made an appearance being during the resurrection of F storyline so it's no surprise to see that Goten and Trunks aren't able to pull off the perfect version of the fusion dance and take taking a look at the image it's like a little blurb it says here new promo artwork of fat teen gotenks from dragon ball super superhero and again you see them on the side and then you see him in the middle and a lot of fans called it because like yo dog sometimes i don't catch every little detail that their fingers were off when it was initially released the artwork of them doing the fusion dance teen goten and trunks it was like hey their fingers are off and yeah that's the result we're getting teen gotenks looking chubby and shit and it's like yo dog can we get perfected gotenks and can he actually be useful or something how fire would it be if they found a way for fusion to last like half a day or something and maybe it costs and like hey we could get some stakes going it costs like your life energy or something like can we do something cool like that with goten and trunks to make this gotenks thing actually more than just a joke of like hey look he's overweight like we get it fat funny ha 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 like can we get something else a little bit more like this looks cool his design always look cool to me honestly gotenks is one of the most rawest character designs in dragon ball z especially for the latest stuff why we gotta get chubby gotenks though like, like can we get buff stuff you know what i'm saying like it's either this or they was gonna give us the skinny scrawny old man when like oh come on dog again it's cool and it's like hey but that's usually what they do right usually creators is like oh they give the fans not necessarily what they want like the fans are ass and ass and ass they'll be like oh that's what you wanted maybe we'll give you something like that but it ain't gonna be exactly what you wanted because we got to throw you off and yeah big old tanks in the dragon ball super superhero film maybe they're gonna like fuse to try and fight these gamma dudes one and two and then get dusted off quick and that'll be the end of that which, that sucks. I want them to be more than just comedic relief. What happened to when Goten and Trunks were like, yo, there's seven and eight. They're gonna be something big someday. And th- th- this is what they meant by big, like chubby. However, in more wholesome news, there's some updates for the series Spy Family, which I have yet to do video and I need to do a video at some given point about it. But Spy Family is apparently booming and it's crazy how ridiculously fast now anime can really blow a series up. Like in a couple of episodes, you could go from you're doing all right to crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. Spy Family is a crazy series seller regardless but the fact that spy family has sold nearly 1.5 million copies in just a month thanks to the anime hype and the new release volume 9 so just imagine though because spy family already has been selling extremely extraordinarily well i'm talking about like well over half a million copies in their first like week in, like insane numbers so the fact that now with an anime i'm curious to see what these numbers are going to look like moving forward what they look like after it's all said and done because 1.5 million copies in just a month thanks to the anime push and uh yeah, I think it just dropped the volume like I want to say a few days ago as well. So yeah, this is gonna be crazy and we're gonna see the effects of the anime right now because live action. I think too, I wanna be fair about things. I don't want to completely give all the credit to Spy Family this season of anime. I'm hearing mainly only Spy Family. I'm not hearing too many titles, so it might be that yo, we know, got it in a season that maybe it don't have the Demon Slayers per se. It don't have, you know what I'm saying, Jujutsu Kaisen, it don't have Attack on Titan. So, you know, come through a little wholesome stuff, and they probably line that up with like, yo, who's coming out? so we can know when we drop our little wholesome show like we gotta drop the wholesome show and we need y'all to move things along so y'all don't crush our release date i don't know that's what i'd imagine anyway either way it's still insane like 1.5 million like this is a, a little spy family story like it's i know it's spy family but it's like a little girl a psychic girl and her like crazy it's 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 nuts to see spy family shout outs and quickly while we're talking about yomi no su something else really dope is the fact that it looks like Hiromu arakawa's new series is already blowing up and making waves and people are already interested in it because it says here, fantasy action manga Yomi no Sugai by Full Metal Alchemist creator Hiromu Arakawa is already licensed in Germany by Ultraverse Their prospective release most likely in 2023. And reminder that volume one's not even out in Japan and it will be released June 10th, 2022. So they don't even have sales to say like, yo, it sold a ridiculous amount or anything like that. They licensed it based off of word of mouth and based off like, yo, people are loving it right now. And that's freaking nuts. That's crazy because normally... I need a little bit of data of like, okay, it sold X, Y, and Z in Japan first so I can make up my mind. of like, well, their readers like it. Maybe they'll like it over here too. They were like, yo, it's Hiromu Arakawa. It got a great reception with the first chapter. Get it to us already. And I believe they're even celebrating that it got its first license. And it's probably like one of the quickest manga to ever get licensed like internationally upon release. Like there's only a handful of chapters out for this series and it is already getting international licenses. That's crazy. And Yomi no Sugai, I'm not gonna keep on telling y'all. You wanna be early on the, On the hype train. Get on board. Choo choo. Hiromu Arakawa got another one. Ring the alarms because things like this get stuff canceled every single day. And considering the fact that Black Clover is on hiatus and all sorts of stuff is going on with it right now, it's not the best time for some drama to be happening. But yeah, I was scrolling through my timeline a little earlier, maybe a couple hours ago as of the recording of this video. And I was like, oh, snap. It's the official Black Clover Twitter account. I believe in Japanese. It's Black Clover underscore off. And it is 100 percent verified i'm like hey what's going on over here there's like an announcement or something i'm seeing a lot of people talking about it retweeting it and they're all being very vague about it i'm like what is the whole big you know what what's going on what happened and i see it and initially i'm thinking wait a minute okay so it's in japanese so i can't really tell off the rip because like yo i can't read kanji to save my life i can read some katakana, hiragana, <sighs> kanji you've got me both the bollocks mate but i just looked at it. I'm like okay i could read the i could read like what? what what does that say knocked like i read a couple of things here but black clover of course but i really can't tell what's going on so i did the unthinkable people i did what shouldn't have been done i pressed translate and wow today april 30th is nahat's birthday with a little i believe that's a goat if i'm not mistaken and yeah they're referring to knocked so already the translation is a little off because his name is not nahat not Nahat. like he's not a hat nah it's not a hat i don't want a hat no it's knocked right but then the following line is like yo this goes deep because it says yami's bad friend and in parentheses y'all see it y'all see it and by no means am I making a joking matter out of this this is actually ridiculous disgusting and how does this happen like how like but how does something like that go through and in particular putting in parentheses after saying bad friend that is right there making me question okay because I also seen somebody posted a proper translation because again it said that and also other teacher knocked it as a commemorative icon of the deputy leader of the black bulls that the four demons of himodero are pleased with but the actual translation somebody said is this is why you use deep l instead of google translate today april 30th is knock's birthday yami's bad friend and asta's other mentor knocked Gimordello and the other four demons are also happy. This is the commemorative icon of the deputy leader of the Black Rabble. I, I'm, I'm guessing they mean bulls, black bulls. So this person that's correcting them, the, the translation isn't the greatest either. But either way, I'm like, how? Because first of all, where is and who is providing that technology? And in fact, I'm sure a lot of people are probably going to try and connect dots right now. Because, hey, Elon Musk, we can tinkily put Twitter. And a word like that is flying out of nowhere. I didn't connect the dots, okay? people like. You did that, I'm sure. Now, I'm not saying that Elon Musk purposely went through and said, hey, Black Clover, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, who's providing the translations to even include that word? To begin with Like that's one of the biggest things And if this wasn't purposely done This is definitely a showcase of rewriting in code Or because I've, I've never seen this I've never as many times as I've you know Checked and I've translated all sorts of stuff We do this thing you know Damn near every day talking about some type of news Or an article or something like that And me translating and using the Twitter translate tools Or whatnot. And I've never seen that happen right there Because first of all that is absolutely disgusting If that was accidental Then how does that even accidentally get into the digital dick? so to speak for twitter's translation so whoever's providing the translations because i looked at the translation i was trying to like read it and whatnot i passed it through a couple things and no that wasn't in there so that was definitely attributed to the twitter translation so whoever encoded the translation there slipped that in because we can't blame i'm not even gonna lie like one thing i don't want people to say oh cancel black that that's not what the translation says that's just not like we're not gonna you know we can't throw false blame on people that are to blame like straight up that's not what it says so the blame for people that are looking at it like yo really black clover don't point that at black clover's twitter yuki tabata none of that stuff the blame for this one obviously has to go to wherever the translations came from because again that word isn't used in the actual text and if i'm not mistaken isn't it just google translations that are integrated into twitter's software so wouldn't it essentially be google although they don't really advertise that it's google Translate anymore so i'm kind of curious again who's providing the translations to Twitter's algorithm, but wow. And it's just pretty unfortunate that this happened in general because again, it probably was a translation thing. Whoever programmed that word into the actual, you know what I'm saying, lexicon, but they have other happy birthday posts out there for like Klaus, you got Seke, you got Dante from the Dark Triad and all of those went off without a hitch. It was only until we got to Nacht. Yami's friend that this translation tool decided to completely go left field and go completely off the fricking rails and you know this whole thing is like bigger than just what's going on right now on the Black Clover Twitter account like you know this whole issue goes so much further and deeper than just you know a a, a Twitter account from a corporation tweeting out something that is very disgusting and disturbing this goes into a problem that even in the anime community is really not spoken much about I try to touch on it from time to time because I I feel like it's an important issue, and that's that there's a lot of Racism and a lot of hatred that kind of brews within the anime community, and oftentimes it manifests in many different ways. And this even goes further into deeper conversation of the person that put it into the code to begin with. Like, if you have people involved that are cynical enough to think of doing something like that, you got a bigger issue than just again, you know, Black Clover's Twitter account. Which, as wrong as it is, ultimately it goes further than that, and that's a conversation for another time and i'm sure there's gonna be a few people that say hey Fanet, why are you being so dramatic talking about these deeper issues it was just an algorithm issue well algorithms don't program themselves do they like hey somebody has to be at the helm of these machines and i get it that they're learning the machines are getting so complex that they're getting to that point but what is this to say that like robots are racist like come on now I don't need to stress how damaging this is already for this to pop up right because I'm sure jobs are gonna get lost I wouldn't be surprised to be honest with you if the person that is in charge of that account potentially could lose their job because over here in the west even though that's a Japanese Twitter account people right now are going nuts and the post is still up as of the recording of this video I'm not sure if they take it down yet by the time it goes up it might be down but as of the recording of this video that post is still up people are upset and right now rightfully so but again don't misplace your anger and don't misplace why you're upset it's not at black clover it's not at shuisha it's not at shonen jump and nor am i trying to cape for anybody because if they did it so be it but It's the translation technology that is either provided by Google or Twitter is messing with things. And also I want to stress, by the way, I'm not trying to say that Elon Musk is coming and he's bringing extreme right-wingism. Like that's not what I was trying to say. I'm just saying that, hey, that's what people are going to connect dots because this happened coincidentally after the $44 billion buyout. And if they are somehow linked, then you could probably expect to see more of these situations moving forward. Although to be honest with you, when has Twitter ever been the most PC place? There is always something really messed up and disgusting happening on the platform anyways so so it was a strong possibility that this was gonna happen at some given point and here we are black clover's twitter account has said something that honestly if it was that it was intentional could be canceled but again this is a japanese twitter that is being translated using technology that isn't a human that is doing it and again that's just not what it says for the final time Boruto is going viral right now for all the wrong reasons like this is really bad like this is terrible this is like yo you're definitely gonna want to subscribe and hit that bell to get all notifications on what's going on right now i am going to for- In 2022, in fact, throughout its entire run, sometimes it's very problematic, and I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel great to be a boruto fan with the massive amount of hate and everything and with what's going viral right now being a boruto fan sometimes it's hard like you'll have a good moment you'll have a good year you'll have like 2021 being a boruto fan was i'm not even gonna lie just straight up a present it was a treat if you was a boruto fan in 2021 especially of the anime you was eating dog you put on a few pounds because it was an absolute treat there was just so much it went straight into the canon of the manga we had some really amazing Moments with even the older cast of Naruto, the Baryon mode, Borushiki's appearance—like it was just phenomenal. From the Boru episode, damn near everything about Boruto anime in 2021 was straight up really freaking sick, and the best year the series had thus far. However, 2022, this is probably one of the worst moments we've had in quite some time because one of the latest episodes of Boruto just made the series go viral again for all the wrong reasons. Because oh my god, why? <laughs> because in case you don't know what's been going on right now in the Boruto anime, I know a little bit. I'm not caught up, but I know. A enough to know that there's some bodies that apparently have been dropping, seemingly, and it is breaking hearts in the Boruto, so, you know, world. I don't want to say the fandom, because keeping it a buck, some of the characters that I've heard have passed. In particular, one, I'm like, you're a high character. I like them in an arc or two in the beginning, and whatnot, but... Mm. Like, cool, you killed off a character, but is it anybody that I'm personally attached to or that's really pivotal? Like, if it's outside of the confines of the anime, is this character even in the manga? No. Almost like what they pulled a few years ago with the whole Tsuchikage pretty much killing Onoki off. And I was like, what the hell in the anime and never mentioned in the manga? But like, similar to Onoki being dead, yeah, they killed off another character. And I believe the character's name is Kagura. And it's one of the people from the Bloody Mist Village, if I'm not mistaken, because it's been a bit. But pretty much in one of the latest episodes, there was some bodies dropping and Boruto started crying and yo, Nothing wrong with that, of course. If somebody passes away, you're gonna cry. That's just what it is. But, fam, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who was working on Studio Pirro, and we're gonna get into it because I even got some details that most people may not know about this situation in particular. Like, I got the scoop scoop seemingly on what's going on, but essentially, the animation and the clip itself went viral because it was absolutely horrendous. It was Boruto's face. It looked like almost a meme. It looked like you know that troll meme where you take somebody's face and you make it like real little within the the size of their head or something like that. Like, that's pretty much what it kind of looked like, except it was actual, you know, commission, paid for and everything, animation, a part of a giant production, like the Boruto Naruto Next Generation anime that is on TV Tokyo, produced by Studio Perro, under the Shueisha umbrella, connected to Shonen Jump. Like, there's a lot behind this, so I'm not even gonna front. I'm gonna be straight up with you. No, there's no excuse why Boruto should be looking like that, the anime, unless there's some problems with the animator's health, that is then there's an issue because a lot of fans were basically like cursing and scrutinizing and basically bashing, roasting, whatever verbiage you want to use, whatever synonym goes along with your mood. Ultimately, the Boruto anime has just been getting crucified because of that episode and because of that scene because it was such a huge moment and a lot of fans were looking forward to it and I think, to be honest with you, kind of one piece ruined Boruto's hype at that particular point and I'm going to explain that in a second but ultimately, nah, we're waiting too long and then you, know, you deliver that like fans are waiting for something great and it's supposed to be a great moment. And instead, they get a meme. They get a literal meme for the sad emotional part of the ending of seemingly an arc. And the reason why I say One Piece might have destroyed everything was because that was the return of the One Piece anime. And that was where Previewed and the community hype in general was saying, yo, that day, that One Piece anime is going to be like just straight up a God-tier movie episode. And it was. It was one of the greatest episodes the series has had thus far. But I say all that to say that it kind of stole away the thunder from boruto and i think they knew that i think they knew that yo one piece anime is coming back this is going to be their biggest episode yet this is going to get a lot of hype probably let's save on the talented you know staff and the number of people that's working on this episode let's tie it back a little bit because even though this is supposed to be the climax do we really want to compete with a one piece wano rooftop arc right now like do we want to try and go see who's going to trend it's not going to be us So that's anyway, at the very least, one of the things that I would attribute to it, but also one of the most important things is what happened to the person that actually drew that scene, that scene of Boruto crying that looked horrible. And I'm gonna throw this in as unconfirmed. However, some people have shot this over to me in terms of what's going on with that animator that did that and why it came out looking just horrible. Because according to this post, somebody had said, did you know behind the Boruto episode 246 with the Boruto crying face that went viral, there is an animator who's still in recovery Progress after getting infected by C-19. And he also suffered an overworked left arm injury. And is now taking a break to take care of his health. Despite he suffered from all that. He still dedicated himself to animate a weekly anime. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Dog you should have healed up all the way before you got back. I appreciate. I commend you. But ultimately. Everybody ain't a, a Boruto fan. Like for Neverworld. That's gonna be like. Yo dog. I put your health over this stuff right now. Like it's all good. And I ain't gonna lie. It does look like a terrible shot. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. But ultimately. I would have preferred for him to just heal up and then come back or something like that. Again, I appreciate his efforts. I'm glad that he's keeping it going. Probably, who knows, if you take him out of the equation, maybe they need him. Maybe the fact that he's injured, the reason why he's still going is because he knows, and without me, Studio Piro probably can't get these things done. So he's like, I'm going to keep on going. And unfortunately, it ended up in massive disaster of a viral moment, once again, making Boruto look less than... Right, because that's been pretty much the whole theme of Boruto in terms of from the fandom side of things, the perspective, the narrative that's been written is that Boruto is less than it's less than Naruto, it's less than the new shonens because it had a boost and still didn't reach the levels of popularity that like a Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen did, despite having Naruto you know pushing it immensely with that name behind it. Yeah, Boruto has had a, a a tough time, and honestly, sometimes it feels like a tall order to be a Boruto fan because you know you're going to at the very least get a little bit of criticism, heckling, and people look at you and saying, ha ha ha, you like something that I don't, therefore somehow, some way that makes you less than me. Yeah, I just had to throw that in there and make those idiots look like they are idiots. Like, enjoy your anime, whatever series. Unless you're on some like Boku no Pico or something, dog, move out the way because we got more Naruto related stuff. We talked a little bit about this terrible moment with Naruto, but let's talk about a little bit more of the positivity of this franchise, because of course, yeah, I know it comes off the back of Naruto, right, and Masashi Kishimoto, and there's been a little bit of controversy over here on this side of things too. In terms of in the Naruto fandom A lot of fans are kind of looking A little side eye at Kishimoto After everything that transpired I'll explain In case you missed the last episode Of never News Go watch that Go subscribe Go hit that bell never News The best anime and manga related podcast On streaming platforms everywhere Yeah you wanna do that But in case you haven't heard There's been a big announcement That Naruto is doing A collaboration crossover With Jordan In particular with Zion Williamson involved And it looked like it was going to be like an original Jordan. Some sneakerheads was telling me that, hey, it's not going to be the best because aside from the designs that don't look great per se for the sneakers, but also apparently when Jordan does their own thing outside of like the Nike brand or something, even though I thought Jordan and Nike was synonymous, apparently the sneakers never really come out that great. And because this is a player exclusive, I believe these are like the Naruto Zion William collab sneaker. Again, some fans are like, ooh, they don't know if it's going to be a good one or not. But I say all that to say that (laughs) the reason why fans are mad is that Masashi Kishimoto was involved in all of this somehow. And not just that he gave the okay for you know, the sneaker collaboration between Naruto and the Jordan brand, but it was a little bit more because apparently Kishimoto came back to draw Naruto again. He actually, well, not Naruto per se, but kind of. Because pretty much within this whole collaboration, they had tasked, I'd imagine, I don't know, does Kishimoto watch basketball? You think Kishimoto knows who Zion Williamson is? Like, yo, dog, if he does, shout out to him because that's some goat stuff. But ultimately, they tasked Masashi Kishimoto to draw the a fan art of Zion Williamson and it looked fire, and fans was like, yo, dog!" so let us get this straight. Because on paper, to this day, a lot of people still believe that Masashi Kishimoto might not actually be a part of Boruto. On top of that, ever since he returned, he never drew anything, like, right? His role only was supposedly through the whispers of the air, rumored to be that he came back to write it full-time. He's not drawing it. And people are like, wait a minute, so all these years, from 2016 on, you refuse to... To draw Boruto, but you'll draw a basketball player. And I'm looking at them like dog. Are you stupid? Are you an idiot? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, yeah, there's a very, very exactly synonymous feeling to drawing one picture of a famous basketball player, one of the biggest basketball players right now, and doing a weekly or monthly serialization 40-something pages a month, every month for a series that people already had disdain upon arrival. Like, yeah, that, that that's exactly the same thing. Masashi Kishimoto, how dare you? Like, shut up. And I don't care if anyone gets mad. No, like, of course, I Ideally, I would have loved for Boruto to have just been Masashi Kishimoto off rip straight up. didn't happen ultimately kodachi was doing his thing ikimoto's been trying his best and masashi kishimoto he got an opportunity to collab with jordan and he drew a picture which by the way just looking at it from the post that zion williamson posted he said honored to share a -a one-of-a-kind drawing by masashi kishimoto the creator of naruto my interest in anime began at a young age and still inspires me today naruto's model was always to believe in yourself and everything will work out hashtag believe it and the art on this one was zion holding the basketball Woo! Ooh, shout outs to massage you know that right there that's so freaking legendary that's you can't put a price on that like you can't put a price on that zion i mean i guess you can't after the fact or whatever but like you can't put a price on that that's freaking incredible amazing shout outs to zion williamson dude that that's just freaking incredible like holy cow i'm so happy for you like i get it you're a famous basketball player probably rich beyond my wildest dreams or anything like that but this right here to me is like one of the biggest treasures like there's many different ways to make money you know what i'm saying go get a job career whatever the case may be there's a bajillion ways to go make money there's only one man that can truly draw naruto inspired art that's kishimoto like everybody else is cool but you got kishimoto dog and that's just absolutely fire, and yeah, shout out to Zion Williamson for having just this rare treat. I'm, I'm kind of a little jelly, I'm not gonna lie, I wish it was me. Maybe one day, though, maybe one day. Kishimoto, I will interview Kishimoto one day. That's definitely gonna happen, like, no questions asked. It's happening, it's, it's happening. So, Kishimoto, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it one day. And while we're on the topic of authors, let's jump into the weekly Shonen Jump author comments, see what's good over here. For starters, we got Eiichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. He said, drawing a ton of fujiko A. Fujio-sensei's characters is what made me strive to become a mangaka. Rest in peace from the bottom of my heart. And I could tell that was, I don't know, as I'm reading it, I'm feeling his emotion as he's saying. Because, you know, Hiro is a very busy person. So if he was drawing a ton of fujiko A., one of the creators of Doraemon passed away recently. And yeah, of course, Hiro Oda is going to be inspired. Doraemon is one of the biggest things over there in Japan to this day. It's huge. It's a like kid's programming. So shout outs to Oda, I'd imagine that probably a tough one to lose like throughout all these years losing peers, losing you know his co-workers so to speak. A sad thing. Uh then let's jump over to Hideo Shinkai, author of Earth Child, a new series in the magazine. I like video game playthroughs, but I don't want to watch it if it's a game I want to play. Tough decision. I agree. Like I don't mind watching somebody play video games. I used to love watching people play like the Devil May Cry series especially. I could watch people play that game forever. But if I'm really interested in the story, which it kind of got a little tricky with Devil May Cry 3, yeah, I kind of want to play it myself. Then we got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. Lately, I keep wanting to watch shark movies. Looking forward to the sequel of The Meg. Is he talking about like Meg the Stallion? <laughs> no, I know that's a movie called The... <laughs> dog is waiting for that trial just like the rest of us then we got yuki tabata author of black clover my assistant Kasayakun Yakun will have a one shot in the next jump giga check it out and see everyone again soon and i believe he meant to like say hey i'm going to see or i can't wait to see everyone again soon Shout-outs to Tabata. Uh, and that will be the last Yuki Tabata comment from Black Clover for three months. In case you don't remember, in case you don't know, you've been under a rock. Black Clover is going on a three-month break. Up until, I guess, that will leave us into, like, somewhere in July, I'd imagine. It will return in July for the final arc. And, yeah. So, Tabata won't be in the magazine for a bit. Just a heads-up. Then we got Yuji Kaku, Aya I honestly want to say, before we jump any further into this one, I think Ayashimon actually turned out to be safe. I think because they had to get rid of a long one that's been in the magazine already a couple of years because ayakashi triangle recently had that big scandal and they had to push it to jump plus and all of that jazz i think that probably aya Shimon managed to be safe because of that i think the sales of the volumes which weren't that bad combined with the reputation that fans have actually said they really like it combined with ayakashi triangle getting ripped out of the magazine i think Ayashimona's is actually gonna last now i think doran dororan and the other series by the author of Koisuto one piece they're probably gone they're probably gonna get canceled hands down but yujikaku even the placement now like he went from being put in the toc at the very end dead last to now they're putting him in the first role i do this every single week i know what i'm talking about at the very least they put a little bit more importance in it and I've also heard from people because I'm a little bit behind that the manga has actually slowed down significantly as if they kind of got the word like don't worry you're safe you'll last another year at the very least go write your story but anyway I said all that to say what I was saying Yuji Kaku's comment I delete all my comment ideas think over things for another hour and then write the exact same thing. Oh, my God. I thought I was the only one that does that, dog. I swear. <laughs> I I can definitely relate. Yuji Kaku, shout outs to you, guy. Then we got Koei Herakoshi, author of My Hero Academia. I've been struggling with ending this series. I mean, <laughs> I'm just playing. That was a joke. My Hero fans, don't take my head down please, por favor, uh, he said, I've been struggling with my ears discharging fluid, yikes, and now I'm hit with allergies, my entire head is a total mess, yo, ahead. I ain't going to lie though. go to the hospital, I remember one time I had the worst earache of my life, I was watching the Titanic, I was laying in bed watching Titanic, and then all of a sudden, I just heard pow in my ear, my ear like blew up, it felt like my eardrum, and I'm in the hospital, and they're putting drops in my ear, and then Pain went away because I ain't gonna lie, I felt like I was going nuts. So go ahead. You ain't gonna draw manga with an eric. I put a billion dollars, and if you do. You're gonna destroy yourself go get that looked at simple doctor's appointment do it virtual because like that would really be devastating if like kohe gets put out for months in the final arc of my hero when all this is going on assuming that again it's the final arc of my hero and not the final arc of the academia portion because that's still a possibility you never know like just think about it right they usher in a new generation of manga black clover ends with its final arc my hero academia ends the my hero academia portion Boom, White Clover and My Hero Society in V Jump. Everybody's going to run a V Jump, and then they could bring up some newbies like Aya Shimon and them and Shonen Jump and boom everybody wins black clover and my hero fans get more of their series and you get to continue with new blood and jump and it sounds like a win to me assuming those two authors want to continue working and doing this stuff meanwhile yuto suzuki's sakamoto days author said i've been listening to suberanai hanashi i love koyabu san's aubergine story then we got hajime komodo's Marshall. that was some great boxing the interviews were exciting too glad i watched it did he watch some episodes of like hajime no ippo imagine he's talking that and he's really just saying like yo dog I it's like a Takamoro fight or some shit like relax relax and i'm not gonna read their comments i keep it a buck with you but we got genosuke Doran, Dororan and daiki ihara uh, protect me both of them dead last day ending and it's kind of weird Marshall's, but that's just probably like hey read to the back of the magazine man Marshall's in there like i have no doubt marshall is safe like it's way too deep in and i think it's going to be a pillar of jump those two though I, I, I'll send positive vibes, but <laughs> it's not looking muy bueno, mate. And it's not looking muy bueno for another author as well, because in case you don't know, the author of World Trigger. I don't know why I decided to say it like that, but the author of World Trigger has been notoriously battling health issues. Forever. I ain't gonna lie. feels like this author has been battling these health issues forever. I'll never forget. It was probably about maybe eight years ago now that he had broke his wrist, I believe. It was shortly after the reveal of the World Trigger anime. Either before or right after. Somewhere around there. But ultimately, he had broke his wrist. And since then, it's like every other month, he's sick. Every other month, the manga goes on hiatus. Every other month, there's a problem with this author. And it pains me to hear that. It pains me to hear that, that his dream is to draw a World Trigger. Clearly, he keeps on coming back. And his health isn't allowing him. That sucks. And I feel so freaking bad for this author. Because yeah. In case you don't know. World Trigger. Another hiatus people. World Trigger will be absent from Jump Square issue number 6. Due to the author's physical Condition Series will resume in issue number seven, released in June 2022. So you won't get another chapter, World Trigger till June. So it seems like it's maybe missing a month or so, but it's still, it's a month or so added on to all of the other times that this author's health has gone to shitsville and probably hasn't recovered and probably can't even recover because how long probably it would take for whatever's wrong with this guy to heal up or to, you know, manage. Meanwhile, you know, the longer he takes from writing his mind, the more irrelevant it becomes, the less, you know, traction it becomes. I'm sure Toei is breathing down this dude's neck, like, yo, we get your health issues and all that jazz, but, like, World Trick is a very big anime for us. Can you write more? We want more. Come on, man, write more. And meanwhile, the dude is probably, like, sick as hell. Like, look at Yoshihiro Togashi. This is why Tagashi probably doesn't have respect enough for Jump. It's not about the fans. I'm sure it's about Jump, Shueisha, and anybody that he's maybe rubbed elbows with in the past that Tagashi looks at it like, yo, no, I- I'm not going to. I'm going to take another break, and another one, 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 and another one! Yes, Tagashi's gonna keep on laying down playing Dragon Quest because you're not about to kill him to draw manga. No. And if that author right there from World Trigger decided to go that route as well, I support that. Don't kill yourself to draw World Trigger. It's not worth it. No. Like, I get it. That's your ambition. I get it. But we look at tragedies like Kentaro Miura, the author of one of the greatest stories ever told. Berserk. Look what happened to him. We don't want that. Go. Take the high, take the year off. End World Trigger if you need to. I know fans are looking at me right now like, oh, don't say that. Fuck. No. End it if you need to. If you can't do it no more, end it. Start something else. Period. I'm always about the authors, the health, their physical health, mental health, all of that jazz. And this is... Enough is enough. Enough with World Trigger's author falling apart every few months. Let the man just end it or or if he doesn't want to end it maybe you should take the the decision out of his hands and give him at the very least like yo dog we'll give you one year one year two years maybe even but one year go rest up go if you need surgery for your wrist whatever the problem is rest up come back if you continue to get sick then yeah we're gonna have to cancel it like that's just genuinely to care about him sometimes you got to take it out of their hands because creators will keep creating if it was left up to me do you understand that you guys will probably never get content because i would just sit there like for example with a thumbnail i will sit there for like six hours sometimes just little by little crafting doing whatever four hours three hours two hours whatever it is i will put that time in creatives don't know when to stop sometimes and this is probably one of them take it out of his hands and i'm sorry to say that but i don't want him to die over world trigger or any manga for that matter i gotta be clear before somebody says so you will let him die over one piece no but let's wrap that bad boy up because we just mentioned one piece and i could have done a better segue a better transition than that but i don't want to do that when it's like serious situations. you know what i'm saying like yo you know an author is sick and stuff like that but one piece got something going on right now let's talk because in case you don't know one piece continues to scale and expand with this new attraction that they got going on with one piece that boy i would love to experience i would love to hey the west loves anime too i would love a shonen jump amusement park i wouldn't care if it was in freaking maine anywhere a I don't know if I'd go to Alaska. I'm gonna keep it above with you. Cali, New Jersey, wherever, Ohio. People are probably like, yo, Fanab, you shit it on Maine, but you saying you go to Ohio. Like, what's that about? Well, you see, One Piece gets its first roller coaster attraction at Universal Studios Japan this summer. Universal Studios Japan has revealed details of One Piece premiere summer twenty twenty two, a limited time event inspired by Eiichiro Oda's internationally popular manga series. It will be held from July first to October second, twenty twenty two, in the anniversary year of the 20- 25th anniversary of the manga serialization and the 15th anniversary of the One Piece premiere show. Featuring original stories linked to the anime's franchise latest feature film One Piece Film Red, the event will include the live entertainment show One Piece premiere show 2022, Sanji's Pirate Restaurant, and the first roller coaster in the history of the franchise One Piece X Hollywood Dream the Ride Departure Mini Mary 2. As a prequel to One Piece Film Red, One Piece premiere show 2022 will tell the story of Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates newly joined by Jinbe. oh so this is gonna take place like Wano SW, probably Wano S things as well. No, because Jinbei was rocking. I don't know. As they meet boys aspiring to become naval commanders and battle the powerful enemies that stand in their way. At Sanji's pirate restaurant, Sanji, the cook of the Straw Hat P- by the way, that picture of Shanks putting on the hat. I love seeing it. Uh, but Sanji, the cook of the Straw Hat Pirates, will escort you from welcoming you to seeing you off, in addition to serving sumptuous French cuisine. After enjoying the live show and meal, guests will enjoy a photo opportunity. One Piece X Hollywood Dream the Ride departure Mini Mary 2 is One Piece's first roller coaster which is collaborated with the park's popular ride attraction Hollywood Dream the Ride. It is a thrilling ride featuring the voices of the Straw Hat Pirate members as well as sound effects and background music. The audience board Mini Mary 2 with Luffy and his friends and set off on a super thrilling adventure through huge rough seas and unexpected troubles as the ship moves through the ocean and that sounds so freaking fire too. Oh my god, why do they put all of the coolest and fun stuff to my interest over there? Anybody else feel that? Like when especially when you're watching never news. You don't feel like, yo, dog, FNAF, you telling me these things. Oh my god, I wish I could go. I can't. No. Trust me, dog, I'm reading this and feeling that exact same vibe with you. Like we're we're right here. We we understand one another. I get it. Unlike some other companies that don't get it transition came back, baby, because Toei Animation, hey, dog, it's every week there's something new with Toei, but it seems like they're really, really, I mean, really, 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 really trying to clean up their image, because we just spoke about in a previous episode of Forever News that, hey, they're doing a couple of different things, they're making changes, there was a lawsuit and a, I believe, an alleged harassment suit that came towards them for certain employees a part of Toei or whatnot, and well, now they're taking even more initiatives because they put out a press release saying, we're gonna do better, and this is a part of that, this is basically like Toei's apology tour in a way because a lot of things are coming back to them. Like again, it all started with, I feel, well, I don't want to say it all started, but definitely something that really brought it to the forefront was of course the totally not Mark situation. And then it just kept on snowballing. We had the hack. We had the delays for the films. We just got a lot of bad things going on. And yeah, then that harassment suit. And then now uh, they're coming up with this where apparently they're creating some sort of training program. Basically, they're trying to clean their image. Bottom line, that's all it is. If nothing else. They're not, they're trying to clean their image because right now toy animation that some people may regard like the disney of japan although i don't know if i'd say disney maybe like their popularity is disney-ish but i always say ghibli is the disney of japan but either way yeah let's read this bad boy toy animation establishes animator training program toy animation announced on wednesday that it is establishing toy animation sakuga academy oh my god they're training sakuga that's really really awesome in case you don't know about sakuga you know when the animation looks really really fluid like on 10 that's what sakuga usually is like one dude does the whole entire thing sometimes it's just really dope animation oftentimes sakuga is like when one person does a giant section by themselves and oftentimes because it's one person and usually they got to be talented to pull this off yeah they make really freaking beautiful stuff with sakuga my only problem i've always said for me personally with sakuga is that it'll sacrifice detail for fluidity that's always been my thing with sakuga because they'll simplify things because it's one person and it takes a long time to put all this detail they'll simplify it to make things move toy animation an animator training program in april 2023 it is a one-year short-term intensive and practical animated training program in which experienced animators guide up-and-coming trainees. Following the training and an examination, successful students will be hired as contract workers for Toei Animation, and recruitment is currently open. A person that did One Piece, Dragon Ball Resurrection F, Sailor Moon Crystal, and Digimon Tamers, Atsutoshi Umezawa is the program director. Lecturers are from Toei Animation and Studio Live, and they include Takeo who did dragon ball z one piece dragon ball super hiroshi kojina who did hunter hunter 2011 city hunter 91 and again there's just a lot of talent and the program consists of three months of video training followed by a nine month animation or digital video course depending on the aspirations of each student the program will accept about 10 participants Toei animation will handle the tuition costs and will also offer about one dollar 17 cents Per month, what? I think this is a typo because I believe 150,000 yen should be about maybe 13 to 15, 1600 dollars a month. I want to say. In previous years, Toei has trained animators in-house by hiring new graduates. So this is their new tactic, and yeah, probably they're cleaning house. Who knows if they fired a whole bunch of people? Like maybe this whole hack thing was BS. Let me explain to you something. Because if they just had all these harassment lawsuits coming out, do you think that they want that out there? Like, wouldn't it be a little bit better for the big news flash to be Toei Animation hacked opposed to Toei Animation has allegedly a bunch of dudes groping chicks? Because if I'd rather have the hack on my business so I don't lose investors and whatnot. And then on top of that, because the little allegations, quote unquote, according to basically like how Toei is probably looking at it like, ah, these allegations. Uh, okay, we're going to remove these people. We're going to create training programs. Like, uh, in all honesty, we never are going to know if this really actually even happened. We don't know if this training program is going to happen. We don't know if this is just to satisfy investors and, you know, potential people that are going to throw money their way. Like, we never really going to know because it is dinky. We got hacked, that. And, and then, oh, by the way, some woman is saying some really crazy, serious stuff. And when I say crazy, I'm not saying it in terms of, like, the validity of it. I'm just saying, like, this is you know, big things that she said. So, I guess we gotta play it by ear. I mean, every freaking week, Toei got something to say about how they're gonna try and change their ways. So, I guess we'll see. But, yeah. Toei Animation continuing the PR nightmare cleanup that is starting from messing with content creators. Anyone else remember Tokyo Revengers? Because it kind of just got really quiet all of a sudden for Tokyo Revengers. It was kind of crazy that last year and even to a certain point up until like maybe a month or two ago Tokyo Revengers was inescapable like everywhere anytime I talked on Fenneva News about like something Tokyo Revengers was somewhere like whether it be the top 50 best selling manga it filled up the charts there was new info it was just insane and then like the last couple months it's been quiet up until now although it was still kind of quiet with this announcement because it was a few days ago now that a trailer for Tokyo Revengers upcoming Christmas anime arc that they announced I want to say quite a few months back it was probably at the end of the run of the last season of Tokyo Revengers They came out with a new trailer. And yet, I didn't even know about it for days until after the fact. I'm like, wait a minute. There's a new trailer for Tokyo What, What? And for the most part, I believe this teaser was really just like showcasing clips from like season one. I don't believe there was anything like major in there. Although it ended up just saying, again, Christmas showdown arc is in production. But it is very strange that the talk for Tokyo Revengers dropped a lot over the last couple of months. And I'll be honest with you. I think that word of mouth really put in a lot of work to dampen Tokyo Revengers and what I mean by that is in case you don't know a lot of people been hating on the manga a lot of people have been for months now saying that the manga fell off it's terrible I even heard some things that I was like Tokyo Revengers and honestly I think that all of that conversation really killed a lot of the hype for Tokyo Revengers I'm just not seeing people really talking about it especially a trailer even though for the most part it was a lot of reused clips and whatnot still hyping up Tokyo Revengers it's like there's not much talk there's not much posts, not enough blogs posting about it or nothing it's like very 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 odd but i promise you i put it on everything i put it on my soul that is not as odd as this story i'm about to tell you guys right now because you're gonna say yo fenev this can't be real dog nah you playing with me (laughs) It's for Never News, okay? We 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 keep it a buck. We tell you what it is whether it's the most popular story, a small story. We got some funny, crazy, insane stuff all across the board, and this one is going to blow your mind right here because apparently a 38-year-old man, get ready. <laughs> and I believe this was in Japan if I'm not mistaken because yeah, Hatsune Miku is from Japan. That's a, you know, Vocaloid. That's a Japanese performing artist, a, you know, virtual one. this 38-year-old man married a 16-year-old hologram bride 4 years ago. <laughs> already like what yes this man almost 40 years old at 34 married a hologram he married a hologram <laughs> oh shit dog this world what w- <laughs> the simulation is broken lads yo no puedo creer que me está haciendo <laughs> but yeah it, it gets a little bit weirder than that because again four years ago he married the 16 year old hologram of Hatsune Miku, and apparently now he says he is unable to communicate with his wife what <laughs> You can't communicate What? What? Dog I'm I'm gonna just keep it a buck I don't care This is I don't wanna say pathetic Because pathetic would be like Like he's not bothering nobody Just realistically Like you know He's with his weird shit I ain't gonna lie Like he's not bothering It's sad And I, I, I am gonna lie It makes Jojo's bizarre adventure Just looks like Jojo's adventure Because the bizarre part Is nothing It pales in comparison To this Let's read a little bit more details Of this weirdo And Apparently a man who married A hologram bride Says he's now Unable to communicate with his wife. Akihiko Kondo, 38, was dating Hatsune Miku, depicted in pop culture as a 16-year-old with turquoise hair, for a decade. (laughs) For a decade before they had an unofficial wedding ceremony in 2018. Kondo, one of many who identifies as fictos. Wow, what, fictosu Or someone who is, oh my God, yo, I can't even say some of what's on this screen right now. There's, basically he's into fictional characters to, to very sum it up in a very nice, <laughs> as nice as I can. Uh, and he spent 2 million yen or about $17,300 on the nuptials. Basically he he threw a wedding ceremony for him and a hologram and spent almost 20 bands on this wedding ceremony, but his family didn't even attend. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, this is the funniest story we've ever done on Feneva News, period, hands down. Now married for four years, Kondo, 38, said his relationship has hit a roadblock. He can no longer speak with Miku due to a technological hurdle, according to the Japanese newspaper Mainichi. While Kondo acknowledges his relationship might be odd, he understands Miku isn't a real person. It doesn't change his feeling for her. What feelings? What? Like, like, dog, imagine I just started telling you, like, yo, I'm, I'm getting married to these headphones, fam. Like yo, the, we're doing a, a wedding right here on Forever News. I'm marrying these headphones, and I, I'm, I don't understand. It's not communicating properly with me. Like. <laughs> Since falling in love with her in 2008, Kondo was finally able to interact with Miku for the first time in 2017 thanks to a Gatebox, a $1,300 machine that allowed device owners to interact with characters via holograms and even unofficially marry them. But now, his four-year marriage took a turn for the worst when support for Gatebox software was eliminated, meaning that Kondo could no longer speak with his wife Miku according to News <laughs> Yo, what are your thoughts? I gotta know your thoughts. I gotta know your thoughts. I don't care how down bad in this world I ever get. For me to stoop to trying to marry a hologram and then complaining that I can't speak with the hologram after the fact, dog, cancel for never news. After that point, you just cancel this show and throw it all together and put me in the, I, I, I I don't even want to spend any more time on this story. Like it's it's that bad, bro. It's that bad. Okay, people, so this next story, sad stuff, very unfortunate. I'm not going to lie when I heard about it, I was kind of devastated to hear because I believe I actually met this voice actor a few years back at uh Anime Expo if I'm not mistaken. Um but apparently the voice actor for uh Naofumi in The Rise of the Shield Hero as well as uh Josuke from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on the English dub side of things uh recently announced that um he is diagnosed with cancer and uh it's a very serious situation i'm you know what let's just read because i honestly don't really know what to say this is just really serious voice actor billy commits shares stage for colon cancer diagnosis voice actor billy Komets, now Fumi in the rising of the shield hero josuke in jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable shared a video on his youtube channel today to provide a health update according to his announcement he was recently diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and is undergoing treatment while taking a break from his work kometz explains how it started in the video below about 10 weeks ago he had a pain in one of his shoulder blades that spread elsewhere after eventually heading to the emergency room and getting a cat scan the actor revealed a formal diagnosis and started treatment According to his video, chemotherapy and radiation therapy treatments are going well, and he'll continue fighting as he returns to Pennsylvania to be with his family. Komets emphasizes the importance of his fans, supporting anyone who may replace him in one of his roles moving forward. He wants everyone to cheer them on, and is grateful that they're continuing his work while he focuses on treatment because in case you don't know um the rising of the shield hero just returned for season two and i'd imagine that they were probably working on the dub of that um so probably they might have to recast now for me uh, i believe i actually watched shield hero i want to say in dub I'm, i might have watched it in dub um so i'm also familiar with him likewise i've seen a good chunk of diamond is unbreakable Um, in dub as well and I remember meeting Billy Cometz at um, I want to say it was anime expo when uh, Jojo's was going on and I want to say that I remember they were telling like all the actors to come out and pose and stuff like that and I remember his pose wasn't all that great it wasn't like very Jojo-esque and uh, a lot of people came out and was kind of laughing and stuff like that but he was a cool dude you know he took it on the chin because he you know he didn't know the poses like that but yeah I'm sending him positive wishes you can beat this you can do this um positive vibes positive vibes sending a lot of prayers and best wishes to you uh, Billy Cu and your family and I really hope you get better and I'm wishing you a speedy recovery, and I'm really hoping that you can, you know, overcome this, and, um, just sending a lot of love and positivity. Okay, people, it's been a minute since we've talked about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, where is it at, what's going on here, is it number 88 of all time, like what's going on, because y'all know we was getting those incremental updates on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's performance, as the movie was released over there in Japan, and then over here in North America, well, we got another big update that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has yet again done some stuff, even though it's kind of crazy, because it's like, wait a minute, that movie just came out but it feels like it's been in theaters forever but according to this it says jujutsu kaisen zero parades past princess mononoke to become the ninth highest grossing anime film ever we noted in our last box office post for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero after being in Japanese theater since December and only getting a limited run on screens around the world was finally slowing down its box office revenue but that hasn't stopped the MAPA produced Hoo Park directed prequel anime film from climbing the all-time charts in both its home country of Japan and around the world in Japan Jujutsu Kaisen has reached 13.5 billion yen about 120 or 119 million dollars at the box office where it joined Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban Armageddon and E.T. in the 15th spot that's crazy yo you tied up with E.T. and Armageddon for the 15th spot on the Japanese highest grossing films in the region of all time and with a little more juice left in the cursed energy milkshake the film is likely to surpass its ranked buddies and drop them down to 16th place though may be unlikely to overtake Tom Cruise's 2003 film The Last Samurai in 14th place because of moderate box office income still coming in from Japan and other countries around the world where the film is still being played Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has now brought in over $170 million worldwide in box office. This has left Jujutsu Kaisen to overtake Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke anime film to become the ninth highest grossing anime film of all time around the world. And yeah, I don't see it passing Pokemon the first movie for the eighth spot at all because it says like that's next and yeah, that's not happening. But that's crazy that it's still making moves. That's crazy that we're at 170. I'd say they probably are gonna push it to try and hit that 200 million. I'd say that maybe it'll hit the 200 million and that's probably where it really is gonna bow out it'll be a shame if it doesn't because it's 170 30 million away you got the whole entire world still a few more weeks i think we could get maybe the 30 million when it's all said and done but either way 170 million number nine probably ain't passing pokemon the first movie just giving it a buck but passing princess (sighs) mononoke kenya akutami dog jujutsu kaisen it's crazy even though the film a lot of people walked away saying it felt like a almost a starter pack to shonen which pretty much it was based off of the beginning of a new shonen at the time, so there's that, but I don't know, I freaking love the film, and Jujutsu Kaisen continues, even when people are doubting it, even when people are calling in names, I'm hearing people saying it's mid and stuff like that, even when all of that is transpiring, Jujutsu Kaisen is still dominating, still showing who's the new king, baby. Meanwhile, just a little tiny bit that I want to throw in here for you guys, apparently Blue Exorcist by Kazue Kato is on the upcoming cover of Jump Square, issue number 6, 2022, and I swear, this is one of the really most awesome covers I've seen Blue X's pull off. It looks phenomenal. This is like wallpaper worthy. This is really dope and I'm glad that uh, it's back and it's kind of crazy too. This magazine is really dope if you think about it because it got Roroni Kenshin on the side. I believe that's the revival there if I'm not mistaken. The restoration series like Shout out to Blue X's and if I'm not mistaken from what everyone told me, it's getting ready to wrap up. So this might be one of the magazine covers to own because it probably will end within a year or two, I'd imagine at most. And since we're talking about covers, here's another really awesome cover I wanted to show you guys. To be honest with you, My Hero Academia Volume 34's cover with Star and Stripe, easily one of my favorite covers of the entire series. She just looks amazing. It's not nothing like, oh, I'm being patriotic because it's the American flag and all that jazz. I really just loved Star and Stripe. I don't care all the haters and all. Don't care. Loved her. One of my favorite characters in My Hero Academia. And she only had a tiny little, what, 10 chapters or something? And she was phenomenal. One of my favorite heroes, period. And while I got you on some My Hero Academia news, this one was just like, what? More bizarre stuff. Uh, My Hero Academia rolls out Robot All Might for Hero Fest 2022. Now that the symbol of hope has retired, the students at UA High School need to build the next big thing. Robot All Might. The newest visual for the upcoming My Hero Academia Ultra Event Hero Fest. 2022 recreates the iconic illustration from chapter 321 of the original my hero manga with anime studio bones reinterpreting it in the anime style also announced were the goods for the upcoming event based on the visual as well as the new logo logo looks cool picture of robo all might looks kind of cool i guess and uh yeah i I believe this is the event where they're going to premiere the season 6 first episode so that's gonna be hype expected again around that time and robo all might i feel like that's going to be a thing when like more video games come out like next my hero big video game is gonna have like remember mecha naruto they're gonna have robo all might i promise you it must be like somebody within all these video game companies is like playing musical chairs and he like jumped over from cyber connect Two to somewhere else and he was like we're gonna make Robo All Might watch. Which leads us to the last thing I wanted to mention that Spy Family got a drawing by Hajime Isayama, the creator of Attack on Titan, did a fan art of Spy Family of uh, Hajime Isayama. And I'm not even gonna lie, it looks really dope. Honestly, it looks on par for the most part. It looks probably, argued maybe slightly better than the original art because Isayama, you know, he's been around for a while, but that's kind of crazy and also makes me wonder, hmm. I mean, you know, these authors are free to do whatever they want, but why would an author in Kodami the drawing fan art of a Shueisha title. Imagine Hajime Isayama after Attack on Titan, Shueisha takes him and they create like a massive hit over there and jump or something like, never know. But I do know that's the end of our episode. Curious what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, anything you got to bring up. Also subscribe and hit that bell while I got you here. That's all I have for this one. I'm for World, And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga. For life, bye. Have an awesome day. Peace and you guys just watched another episode of We're Never News.